Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Coaching Call podcast. On this podcast, we'll cover various types of coaching by trainers in sports, martial arts, fitness, and business. We'll discuss each coach's methods to getting the most out of their respective athletes or clients and how they attempt to change the platform in which they coach. Join us on a fun adventure as we discuss unique coaching styles. We've all been coached before, in school, at work, or on a team. Your first coaches were your mom and dad who taught you how to communicate, tie your shoes, or play a simple game of catch. Coaching is a universal part of how we get others to get something done. Join your host, Raphael, and his guests on this unique journey in coaching. Hi, I'm Sifu Raphael, and this is the Coaching Call Podcast. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoy my show, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. To donate, go to paypal.me slash Raphael. That's S-I-F-U-R-A-F-A-E-L. I'm trying to keep this podcast free of advertisements. Anything you can donate is greatly appreciated. Thank you. I really appreciate your support. My guest today is Cindy Walter. Cindy's passionate about exercise and shares her love for wellness and a healthy mindset. Cindy, thank you so much for joining me on Coaching Call. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Very good. Very good. You're very passionate about what you're doing. You've done so many different things, but what I'd love to do is find out what motivated you to where you are today. And it may have started when you were a little girl, right? Sure, sure. It, it probably did. I, I, I grew up in um, an environment that wasn't the most loving environment. Um, I really didn't have people supporting me, encouraging me. Mm. And as a young girl, I just always, my goal was to have a big, happy family. That was actually in my yearbook as my ambition to have a big, happy family. And I do have four beautiful, wonderful adult children now. So it's great. Congratulations. Thank you. But I also wanted to be successful and kind of break the mold of the uh, the stereotype that I that I was in. My parents, one, one never even graduated high school. No one went to college. I just wanted to break the cycle and do things a little bit differently. So I've been very unconventional uh, in my in my 27 year work in the direct selling network marketing industry coaching. Mm -hmm. It's been very different, um, but it's been absolutely rewarding, fulfilling and amazing. Nice, nice. But you've also been in in the fitness industry in a way, right? You're, You're a fitness instructor, a marathon runner. But before we even get into all of that, what would you say being that you said you had a, a, a rough upbringing? What would you say was your motivators in your life that really propelled you to move forward? I would say really wanting to do everything opposite of how I was raised. So I wasn't allowed to play sports in school, for example. Mm. I- I'm big. I'm five nine. I I could have been a really good basketball player. I could have been a great volleyball player. That was kind of my thing. I love to play. Um, and I wasn't allowed to play sports. So I, as soon as I was out of the house, I 
started running and I've never been like the greatest of competitors, but I've done some amazing things. So I'm never first, but, um, you know, I've run quite a few marathons, a lot of half marathons. And then I even did a couple trail marathons, which take two hours longer than a normal marathon. Um, and I've just always been into everything fitness. So I think because I was not allowed to do things, I wanted to try everything. And I got certified in group fitness, uh, Pilates, yoga, uh, spinning. I'm, I'm certified in a lot of different uh, fitness realms because I wanted to experience everything. And then when it came time for me to be a mom, I let my kids do everything to the mm. point of pure exhaustion. I remember I have four kids and one of them played five sports in a year. Mm. And it was when my husband was really busy with his corporate job and I, it was all on me. You know, I ran myself ragged, but I wanted to do the opposite of how I was raised for my kids so that they could experience all different sports and being part of a team, because I think you learn so much from being part of a team. And I didn't have that growing up. So I, I certainly wanted them to have it. And I think that's what really drove me and motivated me was I wanted to do things differently. Mm -hmm. Along, along your path, because you wanted to do things differently and you wanted to get out there and explore and find for yourself that which you were not allowed to when you were a child. At what age would you say that you started really doing these things? Uh, I would say right out of high school, mm. I um, I wanted to go to college and I, I, right out of high school, I had a brand new car. I was paying car payments, insurance. Wow. Um, back then we didn't have cell phones, um, but I had my own landline into my teeny tiny house so that I paid for that. Mm. I paid for my gas and I wanted to go to college and I didn't know how I could possibly afford it. So I signed up for a, a local community college and at that point I was, I, I, I was really on my own and I had to figure it out. So I was teaching, uh, or I remember teaching aerobics in a Bally's holiday health club. Um, I was waitressing. I was uh, a secretary. I had several jobs mm-hmm. to help pay for all of my bills so that I could go to school. And it took me longer than most. It took me three years to get an associate's degree, five more years to get a bachelor's degree. And at that point I was a mom. So then and I got involved in my industry and I never really had a corporate job after that, but I did it. I, I did it. I was able to say, you know, check done. This is something I really wanted to do. I worked my tail off and, you know, I wouldn't change a thing because all of everything I went through as a young person molded me to be very driven and have a phenomenal work ethic. And then that helped me in my career to be successful. When we think about the challenges you had, and you definitely overcame them because you had a drive. What would you say was that that motivation, that drive, that really, was it because I, I was told I couldn't? Or was it because I want to really find out what's out there? Probably a little bit of both. <laughs> um, nothing fuels your fire more than who do you think you are? You know, you're never going to be successful. Nothing kind of gives you a shot in the arm like that. But also, I just wanted to see you know, what I was made of and what I was capable of. And I knew, you know, I'm a person of faith. I knew God had a big plan for my life. I wanted to know what I was capable of achieving. And so I, you know, I, I definitely have fears. I'm still over. I did these big hikes last week in the Appalachian mountains that scared Mm. the daylights out of me, but I'm willing to face my fears and I'm willing, I'm willing to fail 
over and over and over again, because I just, I want to one, be a great role model for my kids and show them that anything is possible. If you learn the skills, you can figure things out and anything is possible. Mm, Beautiful. It's very evident that you say you have fears, but it seems like you don't. (laughs) I do. (laughs) I mean, we all do, but you know what you're, and you're not afraid of failing which is big. And that, that's, I think, where your success is, because a lot of people see failure and they're like, oh, I can't do this. And all of a sudden they put themselves down. They bring this self-doubt. But you haven't done that. And even though people were pushing you down, you were like, there's no way I got to push up. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I the more the more success I've had, I think it gives you a little more confidence. So I'm really confident now. But I wasn't when I was young. I mean, I was scared. I how was I financially going to support myself, get myself through college, pay my bills? I mean, it was overwhelming at times. And yeah, I had a lot of, I've made a lot of mistakes, but, but eventually I started having success because I stayed consistent. I stayed true to who I was. I kept working. And then eventually I'd have these small wins and each small win gave me a little bit more confidence to then stretch myself a little bit farther, a little mm. bit farther. So I still have fears. Like one of my fears is I'm afraid of heights. And I went on this hike and I was literally at the top of a mountain and I was watching the white lines on these rocks and there was no protection. Like you could slip and fall. Mm. And I looked over and I thought, oh my gosh, what am I doing? But I just moved in a little bit closer to the inside. And I thought, I can do this. I can do this. People do this all the time. There were two goats on top of the mountain. And I'm like, okay, if these goats can do this with their their uh, mom and dad, then I can do this. And you know, I, I've done things specifically to get over my fears. I took a workshop. I um, walked on glass. I walked on fire Mm. just so that I could figure out how to face my fears so that I didn't let fear hold me back from achieving my goals. And I think that's where a lot of people make mistakes is they live in that place of fear and they're not willing to make the changes they need to make to overcome the fear because success is right on that other side of that comfort zone. So if they can just push through, they'll be able to eventually get to that point where they're, they're finding success and they're feeling more confident. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that that you said, and it, it definitely rings so true, it's overcoming that fear, being right at the edge and not pushing through, right? So, so many people they struggle, they struggle, they struggle. And all they keep thinking is, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not getting anywhere. But with every struggle, it's just another step, another step, and then you're going to get there. And sometimes some struggles are longer than others, right? So when it comes, and you're a trainer, right? In the direct selling industry, Mm -hmm. what type of training are you doing for people? Well, within my organization, I have team calls every single um, Monday night. So we do training. I train. I bring on other top network marketers in our company. I bring on experts outside of our industry even. And I, I train the team every Monday night. Then I do another call once a week with my top leaders so that we can all stay on the same page. Um, so I do that. Um, I do a lot of coaching with my clients. So um, yes, I'm 
constantly training and pouring into my my business uh, builders, partners on my team, but I have a lot of health clients that I'm coaching as well. There mm. we do a lot of support through Facebook, a Facebook group. I do a lot of one-on-one where I just might hop on a Zoom or on the phone and coach people uh, to help them with their health goals. So I do a lot of coaching. It's it's probably one of the biggest parts of what I get to do every day. It's it's uh, it's not a job to me. I'm I'm so blessed to be able to do this every day. And I, I love it. And a lot of what I do comes down to mindset. So I actually did go through a certification of mindset training because uh-huh. whether it's coaching someone with their health or whether it's coaching someone to have more confidence in themselves to be able to do the business, they need to have a really good positive attitude and a strong mindset. And, and that is a lot of what I do too. So mm. that's been a big part of it all. Nice, nice. What would you say is your favorite part about coaching? When someone really gets it, I I would Mm. say when someone really gets it, you know, sometimes it takes a while for the light bulb moment. But when when I can see that, oh, my gosh, they've the light bulbs finally gone on and they've, they've gotten it. It's just so amazing. And watching people succeed, whether it's a coaching client that gets to their weight loss goal or they put on, you know, more lean muscle or they're able to compete in a in an event or, you know, maybe they're just feeling more confident in their skin. That that's rewarding to me. Their success is rewarding to me. And then from the business standpoint, when I have someone maybe have a, hit a rank advancement and a great promotion or um, get to the point where maybe someone's sending them a card or a gift in the mail saying, thank you, you've changed my life. Like that's the stuff that fires me yeah. up and I can't sleep at night. And, you know, this is just never going to get old for me because it's so fulfilling. I, I wake up every morning. Who can I help? Who can I serve? And I go to sleep at night in such gratitude that. I get to do this. Mm, that's that's wonderful. And it is so gratifying, isn't it? It is. When, when we're actually able to help someone, and you're right, when that light bulb hits, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's, it's so many different light bulbs that hit. Because we, we, when we think as coaches, right, we're helping not only in one aspect, but when we touch upon one aspect, other things happen, right? So there's this whole chain of events that can happen from one. As coaches, we need to be able to do that, right? And help someone not only see one, one goal, but all of it, out of that goal, how many more goals come out of it? Yep, the ripple effect, it just does. It, if you can conquer one area, an aspect of your life, it does. It just kind of has a ripple effect. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> when you decided to become a coach, because you were doing, you were teaching classes and stuff like that, and you were probably doing group fitness. What propelled you to do one-on-ones? One-on-ones. Um, it was kind of a non-option with what I'm doing now, because when someone wants to better their health, I have to find out why. I mean, what, what is their why? You have to dig in. What are their goals? in order to be able to help them. And I love coaching in a group setting because it can be very inspiring and motivating when people are seeing other successes. I have this unbelievable Facebook group. We have 40, 50,000 people in it. Mm. And we share transformation. So, you know, I might put someone in this Facebook group that's really, really struggling and then they see other people succeeding and then they start to think, hmm, maybe if it happened for them, it can happen for me. So I love that kind of coaching, but sometimes we just need a little one-on-one and people need someone cheering for them and someone encouraging them. And maybe it's happened where people 
fail right. and they, you know, fall off. The, they want this so desperately and then they, they fail and I'm able to encourage them to get back, get back at it again. And a lot of it is because of the mindset coaching, because I'll say mm-hmm. to them, let's go back to why did you, why did you start doing this program to begin with? And I bring them back to, you know, I want to feel better in my skin and my clothes. I want to have more energy as a mom for my children, you know, and I just try to get them back to why did they want a healthier life to begin with? And then we can start to see some changes. So it's a lot of that. And whether it's one-on-one, whether it's group coaching, the fulfillment comes in their success. So I'm Mm -hmm. driven to really try to help them succeed. And then it's that win-win. I get to really enjoy and applaud their success. Cindy, let's talk about something that you, you brought up, failure, right? Because, and we, you know, that, that's a big part of where people get stuck at failure. What would you say you learned from your failures? Oh, good question. I would say... Yeah, my I have a really, really positive attitude. So whenever mm. I'm going through something, a challenge, an obstacle, if I've failed at something, I always look for what can I learn from this. Um, one of the things I've learned from Tony Robbins years and years ago, things don't happen to you, they happen for you. Right. And it's so powerful. So every time I've you know made a mistake or I've chosen a wrong path or failed at something I'm trying to do, then I just look at that and say, what can I learn from this? And then I'm able to coach people through my mistakes. And it's, it's, always, it's always a learning experience for me, a growth experience for me. So it's just really how I choose to look at failure, maybe a little bit differently than most. You know, a lot of people, they hit a roadblock or an obstacle and they're done, they quit. And I look at it like, hmm, what can I learn from this and how can I be better because of it? So I think so much of it is our attitude. And that's what I try to teach my children, my team. I try to teach everybody, you know, there's even in this last year of complete chaos in our country, good has come from it. So let's look at the silver linings. Let's look for all of the good that has come from this situation. There's good. You just have to look for it. What you focus on, you find. You're absolutely right. And and I believe the same way because Every failure is just another challenge to make you stronger, Mm -hmm. to make you wiser, right? When we look at failure, for me personally, it's what could I have done differently? What's my takeaway? And how can I benefit from it? Because when I fail, and there is a silver lining, there is a benefit. We just got to look for it. We have to Mm -hmm. really be like an investigator and say, where could I have done things differently? How could this have changed? What did it really do for me? And then at, at the end of the day, you have to ask, who am I because of this failure? Mm-hmm. And what did I get from it? And you're absolutely right. Absolutely. Who would you say you currently consider one of your greatest coaches? Oh, I actually just recently hired a coach. Mm, good for you. Don't always have a coach. And it's been a while since I've, I've actually had one. I decided to hire someone in my industry that deals with network marketing. And that's been great. So Simon is amazing. Simon Chan, he has a podcast, um, MLM Nation, and he's amazing. So I'm learning a lot from him. I would say one of my all-time favorites is John Maxwell. Mm-hmm. I've read so many of his books. I've been blessed to be in his presence several times. He comes to my state and he's um, been at a, couple, a church several times. I've gotten to see him personally. And then he actually wrote a book for network marketers. And I got to be in his studio audience when he 
he did the recording and the, the training for it. Nice. And what I love about him is he is all about service. And so I think so much of my success has been because I believe in everything he teaches, which is, you know, it's all about adding value to other people's life. It's it, at the end of the day, it's not about how much money I'm making, how successful I am, what my title is, what my rank is. It's about how many people have I helped? How many people have I served? My success lies in helping other people to succeed. And I learned much of that through John Maxwell. And so I have so many of his books. I have a whole shelf right here in my office with all his books. I've um, listened to so many videos and podcasts with him. And he's, he's one of my biggest mentors. You said something very important. It's not the material aspects that we can accumulate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the love. It's, it's the mindset. It's, it's what we give. Because when we die, we can't take any of that stuff, that material stuff with us. We have to enrich our lives. Yes, don't get me wrong. The money, the, the material things, they help live a more comfortable life. But even people who don't have that, people in third world countries, they can still have a fulfilling life if they have the right attitude, if they help people. Because helping someone is, I think, the biggest reward we can get as a person mm-hmm. because we're making a difference in someone else's life. Of course, we have to make a difference in our own lives as well, but making a difference in someone else's life is, to me, is fundamental. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is what this is why I do what I do. And I'm so happy to be talking to you because it's obvious you're passionate about doing the same thing. So when it comes to giving, what would you recommend to someone who is looking to become a coach but doesn't really know how to get there. Oh, I mean, it's figuring out what you are passionate about. So not everybody is into health and health and wellness and fitness. Um, So it's finding what you're passionate about, because at the end of the day, if you do not love what you're doing, it will be a job. Of course. And I've said several times, I get to do what I'm doing every day. You know, it's not a job to me. This is, it's, it's my passion. It's my calling. It's my purpose. And that's what you have to get at. So if someone's wanting to get into coaching, if they're not into fitness or health, then they need to coach something else. You've really got, you've got to be, you know, into whatever it is. So there's, you know, I, I, I build my business a lot on LinkedIn. It's a great platform for me. And there's so many different coaches out there. There's lifestyle coaches, there's um, style, uh, fashion coaches, there's fitness coaches, health coaches, mindset coaches, you name it. So first thing, find what you're most passionate about. Second thing, get mentored. Find out, find, follow people who are already succeeding in what you want to do. I had to learn. I didn't have someone to to show me the ropes. I had to research and Google and study and figure it out for myself. And that's what I did. I I didn't I didn't go into a, the yucky comparison thing. Mm. I went into you know looking at who has what I want, who's successful at this, and then I modeled what I what I saw them doing until it was right my own success. So I would say, figure out what you're passionate about, then find people to surround yourself with that can really mentor you, lift you up, teach you, coach you, encourage you, and then go for it. That's a, that, that's the, that's the whole thing, right? Go for it. But also I, I think that when, when you're looking to become a coach is you have to actually do due diligence. You actually have to really find out who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Who am I? 
what can I give forth? During the pandemic, a lot of coaches like came out of the woodwork and all they were looking for is the material thing, money, 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 money. And not many were given or let me rephrase that. The ones that reached out to me (laughs) were not necessarily looking to help me. They were looking to help themselves. Mm -hmm. When we think about coaching, you said it perfectly. It's what can I do for you? It's not what I can do for me because the fulfilling part is if I can help you attain what you're looking for, that's part of my fulfillment. That is that is my energy. That's where I'm going to get the, the real love, the passion. You know, that's what's going to inspire me. When I can make a difference in your life, holy cow, <laughs> it's amazing, right? Right. When we think about all the different types of coaches there are there, and there are so many different kinds, and it's just a phenomenal thing that we can nowadays, because of the internet, because of LinkedIn, Facebook, and all these all the social media platforms, that we can actually connect with so many different people. Look at you and I, we're connecting because of something, right? And we're doing this through Zoom. 10, 20 years ago, we were not able to do this. Mm-mm. We have to be very thankful for technology to have been able to bring us together, to let us share more. Look at what YouTube has done for the world. Oh, yeah. It has done great things. And of course, there's some negative to it with everything. There's positives and negatives. Mm-hmm. Thinking about technology and where we are as a coach, we also seem to have, look carefully, there's so many tools that we can use. I mean, all the calendars, all the, all the different things that we can use to facilitate what we do easier, right? Mm-hmm. What would you say is your biggest challenge with technology nowadays? Oh, just that. I, I, <laughs> that's funny you should ask. I've been on it so much that I have blue light glasses because uh-huh. I have um, gotten like dry eye issues because I've been on the computer so much. And when I'm not on the computer, I'm on my phone. And so it's like I, a lot of my time coaching and mentoring is via Zoom. I do Zoom a lot Mm -hmm. um, and I'm on the computer a a lot. So that's probably the biggest challenge. And I'm to the point now where I'm actually scheduling time away from the computer so that Mm. I can try to recover from this. I'm wearing my blue light glasses most of the time um, when I'm on the computer, I'm wearing my contacts a little bit less and I'm trying to be off screen a little bit more. Um, so that's a challenge because when I, when you love what you do, like I do, of course, I want to be doing it all the time. And so I, if someone needs help, I want to hop on a zoom and help them. And so it's challenging for me to not work 24 <laughs> seven, not be on the phone and on the computer. And, you know, I have to take my health seriously too. So I need a good night's sleep and I need my time to work out and refuel and recharge and and all of that. So that's been my biggest challenge. I love what I do so much. It's hard for me to turn it off. And and your passion shows. Mm -hmm. And you're right, because when you're, because of what you're doing and, and in order to facilitate and help so many people, you actually have to do this thing, which is could be because of all the computer screens and everything could be harmful. That's why you're wearing these special glasses. Right. And we need to realize that we like you said, you have to take care of yourself, because if you can't take care of yourself, you can't help anybody else. Oh, oh. And, and I love what you said, that you, you still have to work out for yourself, even though you are helping other people work out. 
So as an instructor myself, and I do all types of different types of classes, I still train by myself, for myself. And to me, that's very important because it gives me that, that me time, right? That, that keeps me sane. Oh, yeah. Keeps me feeling good. And then when I am helping other people, even though it may be doing the same thing I did in my own workout, it, it gives me that feeling of satisfaction that, yes, I've done it and let me help you achieve it as well. Right. Right. And we're, we're walking the walk. I'm a martial arts instructor as well. And there are a lot of martial arts instructors who've been doing it for a long time and they let their health go. And that's a big concern. And even I've even seen some fitness instructors who've been doing it for a long time and they let their health go mm-hmm. because, oh, I've done so many classes already. But you can't live in the past, right? You got to live in the present. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to always live in the present because what i did yesterday that's old news (laughs) right we got to live in the moment we got to live in now exactly and we also have to live in tomorrow not that we're dreaming but we're planning right so planning for me is important what am i doing tomorrow what am i doing this weekend what am i doing next week what's my uh, my agenda for next month i already know i'm going to a conference in june i'm doing this i'm in july i'm doing something else So for me, it's important that we are always looking ahead, but living in the present and looking in the past to learn from what we may have done, right? Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. What would you say is is the biggest challenge you've had as a coach? Uh, I would say from a client perspective, when they want to change, but they just they haven't succeeded at it yet. And I do have that. I think a lot of people get started on their health journey and, you know, we get clients that come to us for weight loss, for example, Mm. and they've had a whole lifetime of bad habits and bad choices that have led them to this point. And this is yet one more program they're trying and their mindset is not, it's, they're looking at it with a diet mindset instead of a healthy lifestyle for my entire life, my future. They're not looking at it the right way. And although I try and I group coach and I one-on-one coach, they don't get it. And it, 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 some people don't, some people don't. So that's sad for me. That's really sad for me. I never give up on people and I've had people fail and come back and have success, but there are those that just haven't been able to get it together. And that breaks my heart because I know our products could help them. I know they could change their life. They're just not ready. They're not ready mentally. And so I never give up though. I never give up on people, but that's a challenge for me. It is. Because I want everyone to succeed. Totally agree with you. And I feel the same way. When, when someone comes to me and, and they're looking to lose weight, I'm going to ask them, how long have you been thinking about this, right? Mm-hmm. Did it just, did it happen overnight? Do you have a wedding coming up? Do you have an event? It, why? Why now? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old. Why now? What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. And what's going to be different this time? Like I ask people, what have you done before? So I know if they've tried. hmm different programs. Maybe they did Weight Watchers. Maybe they've tried going plant-based, whatever it may be. I try to find out what have they done? What's worked? Where they want to go and get to the heart of it. Like you said, why, why do you want to do this? Because that helps me better coach them. 
and then try to bring them back to that why if they start to have uh, have some issues on their on their journey. And for some, it works. For some, it does. When you bring them back to, okay, this is what you told me three months ago when you started your journey. I want to bring you back to that. This is why you said you wanted to lose weight. You've got this event coming up or whatever it may be and try to bring them back. And, and sometimes off, most times it works, but every once in a while, there's a few that it doesn't work for. And that definitely is, is my challenge. Cindy, the one that do- definitely breaks my heart is the people that go for it and then they fall off mm-hmm. and then trying to get them back on. It is so difficult. And, and like you said, let's go back to your first why. And your whys may change, right? Because we have to evaluate ourselves every day. For me, the toughest challenge has been trying to get somebody who's fallen off, let's say the wagon, right? That's what everybody calls it. What would you say is, I mean, for me, that's the biggest challenge. That's the one that, that bothers me the most because they've seen success and then they let it go. And they, they know they can do it. But something has triggered them to not care as much anymore. Or they've accomplished a certain goal. And once some, some people see a goal, they think I've accomplished it, I'm done. And they have nothing left. So what would you say is your, your take on that? Well, I, I, again, try to bring everybody back to their original why mm-hmm. um, and keep them focused on that. And then if, if they start to have issues or they, they sabotage themselves, which can happen, then I try to find out why, why, why Mm -hmm. did they do that? You know, get to the heart of it. And for some it's deep seated stuff like childhood stuff that they haven't overcome. I have encouraged a couple of my clients to get some outside counseling because it's more than maybe I can handle. I'm a great coach. I mean, I can handle a lot and I can get to into people's mindset and help them with that. But for some, there's some deep seated stuff that they need to get through. Like I, I, I had a um, client who lost a hundred pounds mm. and she put every pound back on. Now I've had several keep it off for years that, you know, we're still celebrating and applauding at every year, but I had one that put every pound back on and she's, she's doing it again. And so I keep bringing her back to Remember how you felt when you succeeded. Remember that feeling. And I keep bringing her back to that. And why is this time going to be different? You know, why are you not going to let yourself go back again? And Mm. so I keep trying to do that with her and I can encourage and I can coach, but the the truth is she's got to make the decision and she's got to do the work. I, I, we live in different States. We, we talk on, on zoom Mm. or or on the phone. And so it's going to have to be her decision and her choices. That's what I do. I just really try to get them to, you know, how did it feel when you did taste that success? And how did it feel when you failed? You know, mm. sometimes you just have to ask those really tough questions. Why do you think you're sabotaging yourself? Yeah. What's triggering you? Mm-hmm. What can you do differently? What can you change? Because if you keep doing the same thing that you're doing, you're not going to get different results. You've got to change the way you're doing things. Maybe there's certain things you cannot have in your house, no matter what. I can't have potato chips and French onion dip in my house. <laughs> I can't. Those are two things that I love. I, I haven't had them in my house for a long, long time. And now I don't have any dairy anyway, but there's certain things that, you know, if they trigger you, you've got to know that and you've got to be able to get it out of the house. Mm. So, but it's, it, it goes much deeper than that. That's just one little example. So that's what I do. I just really try to keep people thinking, you know, how did it feel when you were successful? How did it feel when, when you weren't? 
And, you know, how do you want this to go? Because you really have total control. And that's what I try to tell people. This is, you can't blame anyone else for where you are right now with your health, uh, where you are right now in your business. You can't blame anyone else. You need to take full responsibility for it. And then you need to make the choices and change the habits to get you where you want to be. When we think about someone who maybe wants to lose weight or somebody who doesn't necessarily eat in a healthy manner, eating unhealthy is a lot more expensive than eating healthy. And people don't realize that. When they first start eating healthy, they're like, wow, that stuff is expensive. I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) It's a lot cheaper than going to fast food places. And yeah, maybe you get a burger for $1.99 or something. But what are you really getting for that $1.99, right? Quick satisfaction. But what are you doing to your body? Mm -hmm. And then the other concept is people want a quick fix. We do live in the microwave technology, fast food technology, the era of I want it now and I want it uh, quick satisfaction. And I had a friend of mine who had the lipo band done and he he used to train with me once in a blue. And I'm like, why are you not coming more often? So, you know, he always made excuses. So he had the surgery done. And then he could barely eat anything because they, you know, the, the, the band, they close the stomach up and it's like tiny little. So he, he'd eat like a, I don't know, a French fry and be full. And then he found a way to bypass that. He said, if I take liquid, I can eat more and eat more. And then eventually he surpassed the weight he lost because he kept finding a way around what he was actually trying to accomplish, which was losing the weight, feeling better. And now, I mean, he's happily married. We're, we're not that close anymore. He moved away. But last time I saw him, he's still a little bit bigger than he should be, probably about 50 pounds bigger than he should be. But people think of a quick fix. I had to help a, a young lady who was 450 pounds who wanted to get the, the, the band surgery. But her doctor said, you had it once. I'm not doing it again unless you lose a certain amount of weight. So she came to me for that. So I had to go and remove all the bad food out of her house. And I, I put it through the mindset and everything else. And, and I, I think I talked about this earlier on a different podcast. And I talked about how she was spending $28 a day for breakfast. She used to go to McDonald's. Breakfast, $28. And this girl had never been on vacation. And I said, how come you've never been on vacation? She said, I can't afford it. I said, really? <laughs> but you can afford $28 every morning. I'm not even going into what lunch was or dinner or snacks. This girl spent probably $200 a day on food, which was beyond. And so I said to her, what if you cut your $28 to $8? What would that do for you? Oh, I don't know if I can do that. So it's, we talked about it. it's that mindset, right? Where do we want to be? What can we... And the other thing is also happiness. Because we all have different body types. Some are thinner, some are thicker, some are shorter, some are taller. But you have to find that comfort level. Because I, when I try to train someone, I'm not telling them, you have to be thin. That's not what it's about, right? Right. Because we have thin people who don't want to be thin. And growing up, I used to eat like so much, but I couldn't gain weight. So I had to do all the weight gainer stuff and all that stuff. I was a toothpick when I was 18 years old. 
I turned sideways, you could not see me. But it took me a long time to be able to consistently focus on what I was eating, when I was eating and everything to get to where I am. And even now I'm still doing where I'm focusing on my food. And I'll be honest with you, and I've said it a million times, I wish there was a pill so I don't have to think about food. Take a pill, I'm done for the day. I can go and just enjoy the day. And sometimes food has us thinking of how we're going to react, how we're going to do things. And so the other thing that I do now is, uh, as well is I'll say, I'm only going to eat enough that if I have to do a full half hour ab workout, I can do it as soon as I finish eating. So that way, I know I'm not overeating. Yeah. And that's, that's what I try to tell everybody. Great advice. How, how do you help someone, and, and you mentioned it earlier, who needs to gain weight? Um, a lot of people have a mindset around that, that they should eat whatever they want to, to gain weight. And I'll just give you an example of my son. When he was going off to play college football, they wanted him to gain 20 pounds. And I was already a health coach at that time. And so he had a bunch of products that he had bought at GNC and they had all these fillers and things in it. And so I kind of got rid of those products, got my good healthy products in the house. And I said, let's, let's try to do this my way. And, and so we did mm. like, I researched what good foods to get in him. So I had him uh, on top of eating a couple healthy meals a day. We were doing protein shakes, adding extra protein. We did a lot of organic chicken and organic eggs and different things that were healthy so that he could put on muscle, a lot of protein, very high protein, mm -hmm. but not a lot of fat and garbage. So it wasn't like he was just going out and having a burger and shake and fries to, to gain weight. And we did it in a healthy way and he did it. And it, it worked remarkably well. So I think, you know, just making sure people know if they want to put on weight, the best way to do that is through healthy food mm -hmm. and making good, wise choices. It's not by, you know, if you, if you gain weight by going to McDonald's and eating crap, it's, you're not going to feel good. No. So for, for whatever reason you're wanting to gain weight, if you're wanting to put muscle on, you might be able to do it, but you're not going to feel great. And if you want to feel your best, you need to look at food as fuel for your body. And if you want to work out better, harder, longer, you know, be stronger, have better recovery, you need to really watch what you're putting in your body. So I think, you know, it is, it, it's, it can be overwhelming for people. You have to think like, I always think in the morning, what am I eating for dinner? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about my dinner in the morning so I can kind of plan my day. So I do quick, easy protein shakes and, you know, I'll, I'll grab gluten-free granola and I'll put some protein in my granola and get some berries in there. And um, I'll do things like that. But it's all because I'm, I know kind of what I'm thinking about dinner and I plan accordingly. So I think it does require some thought and it does require some planning, but we're worth it. Oh, absolutely. We're worth that time and effort it takes so that we can fuel our bodies properly so that we feel better and we show up better for everyone in our life. And we owe it to ourselves. What are your thoughts on athletes who specifically fighters who have to cut weight every time they fight? Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that's so dangerous. Oh, it's so, and they don't always do it in the right way. So um, we do, we do have, we have products that help people cleanse toxins out of their body. 
And what I love about it, it's a way that you can cut weight and it, but it's safe. And that's what I like because, um, we do, we have worked with some MMA fighters and when I hear what they do to cut their weight before they get on that scale, before a fight, it's scary to me. It's frightening to me. And we also get a lot of bodybuilders that do the same thing before they get on stage to compete. So my thought is there's healthy ways to cut fat and cut weight. And I would rather do it by fueling myself in a healthy way and not so many of them then don't even drink water towards the end. Like they're trying to get all the water out of their body. Oh, you know how important it is to have water and they pass out. Yeah. My feeling is I understand why they need to do these things, but there's healthier ways to go about it than just starving yourself and dehydrating yourself. So true. There are some, some people who believe that to attain a certain goal, they have to sacrifice. And this is why they do these things. One of the things I don't believe in diets is because take out the tea, what do we have? Die. Who wants to die? And like you said, it's a lifestyle. It's what I choose to do, not on a short-term basis. What I choose to do on a regular basis. Right. Right. I just watched a really great video last night with my daughter. Um, I've gone plant-based with my diets in this last year. Mm. It's been, it's been amazing and it's been fun. And this, this lady that was showing how she um, planted a beautiful garden in her, in her backyard. um, She was talking about so many people will say to her, I could never do what you do. I'd feel like I was sacrificing, you know, all the things I love. And she was explaining how people said that to her for so many years. And she's, she's a raw vegan, which I am not. Um, So she doesn't cook anything. And she was saying that people always thought it was such a sacrifice for her to do this. And she, she's like, I don't think they understand the joy I get from the food I'm eating. And, you know, I feel that way too. We make these beautiful salads and they're phenomenal. And at first I thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to live without my chicken? You know, I, that was chicken was (laughs) what I ate a lot of salmon. I would eat salmon, you know, at least once a week. I loved fish. And now it's like, I look at food as food as fuel. And as you know, I want to get in all my vitamins, all my minerals, all my nutrients, and I want to enjoy my food. And you can do that without eating crap and feel so much better. And so I think if people just shift their thought process around what's healthy and what's not and learn, I think so many people's negative views are because they're, they're, they're just ignorant about it. They don't know. And when they research mm. and then they try some different things, they'll realize it's not a sacrifice at all to eat healthy. I mean, you no. feel better, you sleep better, you have more energy, your skin is better. Everything is better if you take mm-hmm. better care of yourself. Right. Um, so I just think it's a, it's a mindset thing. It really is learning and being open to new things, different things, a different way of thinking. Absolutely. And, and you said it, it's, it's definitely a mindset. And when we think about fueling our body, right, a lot of people have very expensive cars and they, they shine them, they polish them, and then they're not looking in the mirror <laughs> because they should be polishing themselves as yeah. well, right? Yeah. They should be putting in the good fuel. Mm-hmm. They should be taking care of themselves. Mm-hmm. If, if you have this fancy car and you could barely get in the seat because you're overweight, 
there's a problem there, right? So we need to find that balance in life because life is so short, but it's beautiful while we're here Mm -hmm. and we need to enjoy it and we need to enjoy each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like I, like I always say, every day is a gift and it is. I'm, I want to, I want to treat my body well so I can live long and happy and healthy. Mm. Cindy. So you were talking about the products that your company has. What company is that? Isogenics. They've been around for about 18 years now. I've been with them for nine. And I, when I was switching companies, I'd been with two other companies over my 27 years, 10 years each. And when I was ready to make a change a little over nine years ago, I researched all the companies out there and I did my due diligence. You were talking about due diligence earlier. Mm -hmm. And I I wanted a company that had clean, safe products for, I work with a lot. I work with men too, but a lot of women and a lot of moms, pregnant Mm -hmm. nursing moms. And I wanted products that were safe for them, safe for children, safe for seniors. And so I found this company and the products have been absolutely amazing. And the business side of it has been, this was the smartest business decision I've ever made. And so, so much so that my husband is now full-time with me. My oldest is um, 26 and he's full-time with me and his girlfriend um, also. And he was a civil engineer. She was an ICU nurse. My husband had a great corporate job but it's become a family business for us. And so it's just so much fun because now not only do I, you know, get to do what I do every single day, I get to share it with my family and it's, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Nice. Nice. So this, this is a direct selling type of marketing Yes. that you do. So it's like people come under you. Is that what happens? Is that yes, how so you it's got a them network involved? marketing company and mm-hmm. it's a referral based company. So, um, you know, if I went to a great vegan restaurant and I wanted to share that with you and I told you about it and you went, it would be like the vegan restaurant giving you a referral reward mm-hmm. for giving me a referral reward for sharing it with you. So that's how it is. And mm-hmm. um, what's so cool about it is that I get paid to help other people succeed. And it is so rewarding. So I have a lot of people that, um, you know, are really, most of our clients are customers. So we have over 50,000 clients. We're in multiple countries and most of our clients, 85% are customers. They're just using their products. They have an app on their phone, just like Amazon Prime. They order their products and they're happy customers. And then there's about 15% that share to some degree. It might be, you know, I get a, I get a mom on the products and she does well. And then her husband wants to join her and then maybe a couple of her girlfriends and she gets some referral rewards to help pay for her products. And then I'll get someone that's like, all right, I, I really want to do this as a business. Can you mentor me? And, and mm. that's, that's probably my favorite thing. I love mentoring people because, you know, kind of what we were talking about earlier, I've made a lot of mistakes and I've learned so much through those mistakes that now I can shorten people's learning curve mm-hmm. to do this as a business. And I've never seen anything that's more fulfilling and rewarding than helping people feel better, do better, right. you know, be more successful. You know, I, I have a lot, you know, when my son decides to have a family, he'll be able to be a full-time dad. Wow. If he, what I do, you can do from anywhere that you have a cell phone and Wi-Fi. I can travel and do my business. So for us, like this whole last year, our business has grown. It hasn't suffered because we were already online. Mm. 
And now people more than ever are taking their health more seriously. And a lot of people need help. A lot of people, you know, before I did this, before I partnered with Isagenix, people would ask me, what do you eat? And I'd be like, oh, I, you know, I spent a day grocery shopping and meal prepping and no one, no one has time for that anymore. People don't want to make six meals a day, carry around Mm. a, you know, a container for every mini meal all day long, prep food all day long. They need easy, quick solutions. So um, the products have really helped me save people a lot of time also, um, Mm. especially people that are really, really busy that they want to be healthy, but they don't have the time or want to make the effort. To do, to do all that meal prepping. So now they just have to think about, all right, what good healthy snacks can I have at home? What good healthy meals can I make throughout the week? And it's not like three meals a day or six meals a day they have to mm. prep. Right, right. So it's been it's been amazing. A great, great story. Nice, nice. You, you know, you, you said something about prepping and, and getting ready or you don't have the time. And that's where people fall short because oh, I don't have the time. Um, Oh, there's a pizzeria there. Let me go just grab a quick slice. Oh, you know what? That was yesterday. Hmm, I had pizza yesterday. Oh, look, there's a burger joint. I'll go have a burger. And then all of a sudden, they maybe intended to do the right thing. But because the excuse is, I don't have enough time. That's the problem. I don't have enough time. So I'm going to make a quick fix. I'm going to put a Band-Aid I'm my hunger. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to fix this really quick, right? Yeah. And then what winds up happening is later on in life is when you're suffering for all those band-aids when they break. Yeah. Right? And then you have all these uh, illnesses. Yeah. It's like you said in the beginning, you know, people want instant gratification and it's harder to find people that are I I have two people in my life that still do meal prepping. Mm. And um, one of them is a professional bodybuilder. The other one could be. (laughs) And (laughs) they are so disciplined. It's unbelievable. But that's two people out of all of the people in my world. Um, Not too many people have that kind of discipline and will take that much time to, to do what's necessary to look like that. A lot of people just want quick fixes. So if I can give them some quick, healthy fixes that they can do a little less time meal prepping and a little less time at the grocery store, um, then it's a real big blessing. So it's, it's really been awesome to help people because I think you can, you can do quick fixes if you make the right choices and you can be very, very busy and still make your health a priority. You can do it and you can have it all. You just need to be aware of it, figure it out and and just do it and don't make excuses. Wise words. Cindy, this was so much fun and I you taught me so much and I really appreciate your time. Stared at a screen almost an hour with me. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for having me on your show and I hope that I was able to help your audience. Now they'll think differently about food. I hope so. I hope so. Thank you. All right. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'll be back with a new episode and a new guest. You can find all episodes of the Coaching Call podcast on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I ask that you please leave me an honest review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. I'm trying to keep this episode free of advertisements. 
Anything you can donate to the cause is greatly appreciated. To donate, go to paypal.me backslash Sifu Raphael. Thank you, and I really appreciate your help.